If you have your Bibles, open them up to Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. I'm so excited for what God has in this area. Aren't you? Amen. Oh, glory to God. I'll tell you, you're looking at a pastor who sold out for Jesus. And I mean it when I tell you, I'll throw away this schedule, this order of service that I type up every Sunday. I, I was, you know what? Whatever, whatever the Holy Ghost has, that's what we're going to do. We're going to flow in the Holy Ghost. Amen? That's when we're going to see lives change, people built up. Amen? I'll tell you what, this, this conference I went to, oh, really ignited me. And Elizabeth, we are so fired up for what God has. And, um, but today now, I want to talk about faith. Now, but just, not just faith. You see, with faith, you can go in so many different directions, can't you? There's so many different areas. But today, I want to talk about the voice of faith. I want to talk about the voice of faith. You know, you can never hear too many sermons. You can never read too many books about faith. It's faith that will get you and I through the storms of life. It's faith that will allow the power of God to flow without limits in our life. And so you can never hear too much about it. Jesus said that with God, nothing is impossible. Did he not? And when God promises something and you and I believe it, it will come to pass. I can promise you that. And another byproduct, because this topic is so, you can never hear it too much. One byproduct of faith is faithfulness. You see, when you truly have faith and you're operating in faith, you will remain faithful to God in all areas of your life. Can you say amen? Faithfulness is a byproduct. This is not a shallow topic. It's at the heart of Christianity. Faith is at the very heart. It's like a wheel. It's like faith is right in the middle and the spokes go out from there. You see? Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you and I don't have faith, we're not even pleasing our Heavenly Father. And uh, so we need to constantly stay sharp on this most basic foundational topic in the Word of God. And, uh, but there is... A voice of faith. Faith has a sound. Faith cannot stay quiet. If you have true faith in your heart, it's going to come out of your mouth. Faith can never stay silent. Can you say amen to that? So I want to spin off of this topic and give you some points about what faith sounds like. The first point I want to give you about the voice of faith is that it always speaks the word of God. The voice of faith, you will always hear the voice or the word of God coming from the voice of faith. Look at Romans chapter 10, verses 6 through 8 this morning. It says, But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in your heart who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall ascend into the deep, that is to bring Christ up again from the dead? But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth, and that is, that is in your heart, and that is the word of faith, 
which we preach. Friends, I'll tell you right now, a lot of people that get bent out of shape when they hear the term word of faith. People, Christians all over this world, they get bent out of shape. I'll tell you right now, word of faith is not referring to a denomination. The word of faith is referring to the word of God. And if they're going to complain about the word of God, well, I pity them. Amen? Amen. Because the word of faith is saying the word of God. That's all it is. It's just another name for the word of God. It's interesting that Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we can only, get this now, we can only get faith by hearing the word of faith, the Bible. You can never get faith from an experience. You might get encouragement, but Romans 10, 17 says that faith can only come by hearing the word of God. And so faith comes by hearing the word of faith. And that's the only scriptural way. And faith begins, I'm just covering a couple basic points. Faith begins where the will of God or the word of God is known. Because the will of God is the word of God. Can you say amen? The Bible's a legal document. It's the will of God. So if you want to know the will of God, read the word of God. Uh, so true faith cannot be separated from the word of God. The voice of faith always speaks the word of God because only true faith can come from the word. You understand what I'm saying? Now, uh, like I said, faith, if you are full of faith, it will come out of your mouth. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 34, that the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. First principle about faith, like I said, faith always speaks. And... Uh, like I said, I, I, can, I can pinpoint someone spiritually just listening to them for two minutes of talking because that reveals what's in their heart. Jesus said the abundance of the heart, the mouth is speaking. So what's, what are they talking about? What's coming out of their mouth? The word of God? Positive confessions? Well, if so, you're full of faith. Amen? But listen, faith is not just saying, yeah, everything's going to be fine. That's not faith. No, it means to believe or to take hold of the promises in the word from your heart. Not just head knowledge. You understand that? It's got to be, the word of God's got to be in your heart. Uh, and then speaking it with your mouth. And uh, if, if it's truly in your heart, it will come out of your mouth with conviction. And not just mechanically. Amen? I see too many Christians where there's just a, it's, it's a head knowledge. You know, it's just a mechanical, mechanical. And it's not down here. It's up here. And then they wonder, why, isn't things, why aren't things going right? I'm speaking the word. Well, let it drop down 18 inches into the heart, into your spirit, man. Not just a mechanical thing. Amen? Hallelujah. The voice of faith will never give place to fear. Fear is totally opposite of the word of God. In fact, fear is based on lies. You knew that, didn't you? False evidence appearing real. Fear, F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. 
Fear is always based on lies. And the word of God is based on truth. Black and white, total opposites. It's interesting. Go to John 8, 32. John chapter 8, verse 32 31 and 32. I want to read 31 also here. It says, Then Jesus said to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, he said, Continue in the word, you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Free from what? From the lies of Satan. From the lies of fear. From the lies that keep you and I in bondage. Amen? It's the truth that sets us free. So the voice of faith will always speak the word of God. Always remember that. Number two, the voice of faith will always speak with authority. The voice of faith will always speak with authority. A Christian who speaks the word with authority is speaking in faith. Always, always. You see, they know who they are in Christ and what belongs to them in Christ. Amen? And uh, so the voice of faith is not afraid to speak to mountains. The voice of faith is not afraid to speak to situations, circumstances, and especially the enemy. The voice of faith will never back down from the enemy. When he's coming against you, your children, your family members, he'll, he'll never back down. Go to Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Mark eleven twenty three. I want to read it again. Most of you know this by heart, but I want to read it again. There's power in reading the word, speaking the word. See, a lot of Christians think that's foolishness to speak to the situation, to speak to the mountains. Well, I recall a, a, an account here where Jesus actually spoke to a tree and cursed the roots. Amen? Jesus was giving us principles here. Principles of the power of the spoken word. Amen? Mark eleven twenty three. 23. Jesus said this. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. There are certain situations, there are cir circumstances in your life and in my life that will not be changed, will not be moved unless we speak to it. Do you understand that? There's sometimes you pray, and then you just sometimes have to say. Some things, you just got to take authority over it. A lot of times, I mentioned this before, a lot of times Christians are praying, oh, Lord, change this, change this, and God's just saying, hey, I gave you authority. Now use it. And it's not going to change unless you do something about it. Amen? It's the way it is. God put that into motion. So, faith always speaks with boldness. The voice of faith can never stay silent. 
Now, when Jesus confronted Satan and demonic spirits, it was not a wimpy command. Amen? It wasn't a wimpy thing. He spoke with authority. And we, as his ambassadors, as his children, need to do the same. Amen? Now, the voice of faith always has praise to God attached to it. If you truly have the voice of faith, there's always going to be praise to God attached to, the, to what you're speaking. Go to Hebrews 11.1. 1. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We need to speak up with the voice of faith. Amen? Because faith does have a voice. Faith is never silent. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, why would praise always be attached to faith? Why would it? Why would praise always be attached to faith? Well, you know, some people might just say, well, because the person believes God. And yeah, yeah. But let me take it a step further here. Remember, you can only have faith for something that is promised to you and I in the word of God. You must know that that thing is promised to you. Okay? To truly have faith for something, faith begins where the will of God is known. And the reason, listen, the reason praise is always attached to faith is because hope is present. Now chew on this a minute. Don't just let it jump over your head because it, it very easily could. The reason praise is always attached to faith is because hope is present. Uh, now, there are two different kinds of hope on this earth. There's worldly hope and then there's biblical hope. How many of you know that there's a difference? Biblical hope means a confident expectation. Confident expectation. And worldly hope absolutely has no confidence in it. It's just, oh, I, I, I hope this happens, or oh, I hope this. You understand what I'm saying? But biblical hope is a confident expectation. Now, and that is why praise is always attached to faith, because hope is in the equation of faith. Look at Hebrews 11.1 1 again. I mentioned this before, but I see some new faces, and I want to mention it again. It says this. Now, faith is the substance of things, underline it, hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Before you can even come to faith, there's got to be hope there. There needs to be a confident expectation. And then you see here that faith is the substance. Faith gives substance to that hope. Faith takes that thing you're hoping for and manifests it from the spiritual into the natural realm for you. Do you understand that? So that confident expectation causes someone to praise God. There's a scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Remember that? 
Well, if hope is present, that means it makes a healthy heart. And when you have a healthy heart, there's always going to be praise in your heart. Can you say amen to that? Does that make sense to you? Praise is always attached to the voice of faith. Hope and faith work together. You can't even get to faith unless you first have hope. Amen? Uh, Now, with hope and faith, how else could Paul and Silas sit in a dark prison cell chained to the wall and yet praise God in that situation? How else could a, a, a Christian have a family member pass away yet praise God in the midst of that situation knowing that they're going to see them again if they're a Christian? Amen? Look at 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. I want to, someone's going to be ministered to by this. 1 Thessalonians 4. Verses 13 and 14. Come on, how else could a, a, a good Christian family who lose a child to death still praise God and, and move on with their life? Because hope is present. Look at this. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep or have passed away. That you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep or have died in Jesus will, will God bring with him. You see, it's hope that attaches praise to our faith. What about Jericho? God told Joshua and the Israelites to to march around the walls of Jericho seven times. Do you know they marched around Jericho, and when they finished their second lap, the walls were still standing. Yet they rejoiced. Why? Because they had a confident expectation of what God said, he's going to perform it. So that's why they could praise God before those walls even came down. So I'm asking you in your situation... You're having a rough time somewhere. You're having trials. How are you acting in the midst of it? Do you have that confident expectation that God is working on your behalf behind the scenes, even though you might not be able to see it right now? Do you know? Amen? I'll tell you right now. uh, Well, I'm a pilot, commercial pilot and flight instructor, and when I'm sitting in that aircraft and I'm in the clouds, it gives me praise in my heart knowing that an air, tra- air traffic controller is keeping me away from other traffic. You know what I'm saying? And you need to know that God is our air traffic controller. Amen. We're on his radar screen. We're always what we call in aviation, we're always squawking. We're always a little blimp on his radar screen. There's not one time that we're ever going to get off of the radar screen. You understand that? That's why it doesn't matter what you're going through. That's why Paul and Silas could praise God in the midst of being chained and sitting on the floor, wet, hungry, and they're still praising God. And guess what? That praise that was attached to their faith, it opened the doors. It broke the chains off. Remember that story? So how are you acting in the midst of your trials and tribulations? Are you shouting? Are you praising God before the walls come down? 
Or are you waiting to see something before it happens? Because I'll tell you right now, once it happens, you don't need faith. Faith is what carries you through until you see that thing. Once you see it, you don't need faith, right? Faith is what carries us. It puts us over in life. That's why the Bible says that faith is the victory that helps us to overcome this world. Why? Because the world says, I always need to see something before I rejoice. The Christian says, no, I don't need to see it before I, before I rejoice. I'm going to rejoice because I know I'm on that radar screen. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. I'm about ready to do 10 laps around here. You mind today? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! We need to catch hold of that. I'm telling you what. If we would get a revelation of that, that we're never going to be off the radar screen. That God always has our best interest in store. And he's going to tell you, 8-3 Victor, turn right, heading 270. And guess what? Guess what now? When the Holy Spirit gives that command and you continue to go on, you're in danger. I'll tell you, if I... There are times when uh, uh, people disobeyed the air traffic controller and kept on, kept on, kept on, and there was a mid-air collision because they didn't listen to the air traffic controller. And I'll tell you right now, this air traffic controller is not just sitting way up some high. He's right in here. If you're a child of God this morning, the Holy Ghost lives in your heart. The air traffic controller lives right on the inside. I don't know about you. That makes me happy. Amen. Amen. And he's always wanting to lead us. Always wanting to lead us. The question is, are you listening? That's the question. Are you listening and are you obeying? That's why it says in, in, in Isaiah, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Well, hold on. Let's, let's, let's think about this. If you're willing and obedient, willing and obedient to what? to follow the word of God, to follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit. That tells me if we say, yes, Lord, I'll do what you're telling me to do. That's telling me that we're always going to, he's always going to lead us into the right path for our profit. It says if you're willing and obedient. Okay, if I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost, that he says I'm going to eat the good of the land. That means the Holy Ghost is never going to take you to a place that's going to be harmful to you. Unless you and I choose to disobey what the Holy Ghost is revealing to us. Or disobeying the word of God. Is that clear this morning? Hallelujah. He has nothing but good for us. He's got good plans for us. He's a good God. Some seminaries need to be taught that. You, you understand that? God's a good God. He has good things for us. Jesus said it's a thief that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come to give life and to give it more abundantly. It's black and white, people. If you're having trouble in your life and chaos and all that, it's not from God. I'll tell you right now. Stop praying about it. God, is this you doing? No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> black and white. Now, the enemy would like to confuse you, making you think that you're just suffering, that this is your thorn in the flesh. No. God's a good God. He wants you to have a good journey on this earth. Prosperous. Remember the word prosperous in, in the Greek literally means to have a good journey. Now, the voice of faith will always 
Say always. Be seasoned with love. The voice of faith will always be seasoned with love. The word of God says in Galatians 5, 6, that faith works by love. In other words, if you don't have love operating in your life, your faith won't work. I told you, this is not just a shallow subject. So many people think, you know, when they hear the term faith, oh, he's preaching on faith, oh, you know, just this shallow kind of a definition. Oh, no. <laughs> no. This is the very core that every part of your Christian life stems from. Amen? Every part. So, uh, when you are walking in love, you will build others up. Uh, you will help restore your brothers and sisters in the Lord who are backslidden. Always will be seasoned with love. Now, look at Galatians 6.1. Turn there with me. The body of Christ really needs to take hold of this. Really needs to take hold of this. See, us Christians, we're not called to condemn, right? We're called to walk in love, not to beat people over the head. We're called to walk in love. Galatians 6.1. If you're there, say amen. amen. It says, brethren, that's you and I. Amen, that's Christians. Brethren, if any man or any person be overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Um, now, it says, you who are spiritual, restore. Being spiritual means that you're in faith. You understand that, don't you? You understand when a Christian is not walking in faith, he's in the carnal. He's in the flesh, right? So to be a spiritual, to be in the spirit, means that you're in faith. And uh, so the voice of faith will always restore, build up, and edify others. The voice of faith will never tear someone down. Now, the voice of faith might correct someone. Amen? Say amen. God could, could, could give a word, put a word on your heart to go talk to someone. But you always do it in love. Always. Amen? We're not called to hate. We're called to love. And uh, you catch more flies with honey, too. You understand that? <laughs> you know, that's why we're, we're commanded to love. And uh, when people see the love, Jesus said that they'll know us by the love that we have. You see, someone who's not saved, when someone wrongs them, they're walking around all day just, oh, it's stewing in here, and they, and they hate that individual, they, they talk bad. No, no, but Christians, we're supposed to live up here, a higher level. Amen? That's why if someone comes up and spits in our face, we're still supposed to, supposed to love them. Amen? And uh, that's why the word says, you which are spiritual. Because if you're going to remain in the flesh, 
you're not going to be able to walk in that kind of love. Amen? You won't be able to do it. I tried. Amen? You ever gotten in the flesh before? Someone, oh, yeah, someone's wronged you, you know, and you're in the flesh, and you know, then you open up the word of God, and then, then there's that shift from the flesh to the spirit, and you're like, oh, Lord, forgive me. Oh, I'm sorry. Amen? We're called to love. The voice of faith will always be seasoned with love. And my last point, as I finish up here this morning, the voice of faith will always activate the power of God and usher in the presence of God. The voice of faith will always activate the power of God and usher in the presence of God. Now remember the first point, that the voice of faith always will speak the word. Remember, the voice of faith contains the word, and speaking the word looses the power of God in your life or in that situation that you're speaking the word at. Amen? Now, go to uh, Luke 5.17. I want to show you something here. Luke 5.17. God is just so willing and ready to, to unleash his power and his glory in our lives. But we have a part to play in this. We do have a part to play in it. Amen? We can hinder that process or we can, you know, kick it into action. We have a part to play in this. Luke 5, 17. Uh, my point is the voice of faith will always activate the power of God and usher in the presence of God. Listen to this. And it came to pass on a certain day as he, Jesus, was teaching. So Jesus was teaching the word of God. Keep in mind. That there were, teach, was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Underline this. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The healing power of God was in that place because Jesus was teaching, was speaking the word. Not because he was the son of God. You got to remember, he came to this earth as a man anointed with the Holy Spirit. You understand that? Just like we were human, well, I mean, he was God and human, but he came as a human being. He didn't use any of his uh, status from heaven, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. And he was teaching the word, and the power of God was present to heal. That's why I get so excited when I'm at these healing meetings, too. When I, I know I'm teaching the word, just teaching the word, and there's no power on me. It's the word that's coming forth. All we need to do is just release the word, speak the word, teach the word. It, the word is anointed. Amen? Hallelujah. So wherever the power of the Lord is, of course, the present, presence of the Lord is there. You can't separate the two. Next. The voice of faith looses angels on our behalf. The voice of faith looses angels on our behalf and in our specific situation. Go to Psalm 103.20. I want to point something out here. 
the voice of faith. Oh, yes, the angels, they, the angels of God, they love when, when uh, people, God's people have faith. Amen? You'll see why. Listen to this. It, uh, Psalm 103.20. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening, underline it, hearkening unto the voice of his word. It says that angels hearken unto the voice of his word. Now, just a casual reading of that, someone would think, oh, okay, well, God just commands the angels and they come into your situation. I submit to you it's not saying that. The voice of his word. It's saying here, it's saying that, well, first off, let me ask you this. Who gives voice to God's word on this earth? Who? When you and I speak the word of God, it looses angels, God's angels on our behalf to help us. Because we are the ones, we are the ones that give voice to God's word on this earth. Now, it says here, uh, that uh, hearkens unto the commandments, it says, that do his commandments. All right, well, let me show you something else. Go to Hebrews 1.14. This was real interesting. Hebrews 1.14. See, Psalm 103.20 said, Bless the Lord, you as angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments. Well, what's his commands? Let's look at this. It's found in Hebrews 1.14. Are you there? Say amen. It says, are they not all ministering spirits? It's talking about the angels of God. Are they not all angel, uh, ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? The commandment that God has given his angels is to go minister for, for those heirs of salvation. Now, the, the level that they are allowed to intervene in our life in our situation is dependent on us because we give voice to God's word on this earth. If we stop speaking the word of God, his voice stops on this earth. Don't ever forget that. Now, so let me just clarify that again. The commandment that God has given to his holy angels is to be minister, minister, be ministers for the heirs of salvation. It's talking about us. Then it says that they hearken unto the voice of God's word. And remember, we are the ones that give voice to God's word on this earth. The voice of faith looses God's angels on our behalf and in our situations. Can you say amen to that? Well, in, in the flip side of the coin, our unbelief can hinder. Our unbelief in God's word can hinder God's angels from working on, in our behalf. Amen. Uh, and the voice of faith draws out of the wells of salvation. Speaking the word of God in faith, and I mentioned it earlier, I'm going to say it one more time. Speaking the word of God in faith manifests blessings from the spiritual realm into the natural realm. Last scripture, Ephesians 1.3. I want to show you something here. Very powerful. Man, 
Thank you, Lord. Don't you love the Word of God? Hallelujah. It's so supernatural. Glory to God. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Speaking the Word of God in faith manifest blessings from the spiritual realm into the natural realm. And look at Ephesians 1, 3. It says this. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, underline that, or who has, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Notice it doesn't say who will bless us. It says who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. My point is this, that the provision is there for every need that you and I will ever, are ever going to have on this earth. It is now up to us to receive those blessings that are, in, that are waiting for us in the spiritual and manifest them in the natural. Amen? How many here want to be used by God? How many want to be his spokesperson on this earth? There you go. Well, that position, my friend, requires to have the voice of faith. Let's stand this morning. Hallelujah. Let's just worship the Lord before we go home today. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands to the Lord and just close your eyes. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your glorious presence. Yes, Lord. You said to seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these other things will be added unto us. We seek you. We seek your face. Now, there might be someone in here who has never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life telling you, you need Jesus. Don't leave this earth without him. If you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, I want you to come down to this altar and I want to pray with you. Maybe there's someone here who's backslidden. You've fallen away from the Lord. And today it pricked your heart. You realize you need to rededicate your life. I want you to come down to this altar and I want to pray with you to rededicate your life to the Lord. And maybe there's someone in here who, maybe there's someone in here who has never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You heard me with some gibberish up here earlier. Friend, I was praying in tongues. It's an enablement of the Holy Spirit. When you receive the Holy Spirit baptism, see, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit lives on the inside. But he wants to come and endue you with power. He wants to come upon you to be a powerful witness for Jesus. That's the purpose of the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you want to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I want you to come down to this altar. And finally, if you need a healing, if you need any kind of a healing, if you need prayer for anything, I want you to come down to this altar. Or I'm just going to open up the altar. If you just want to come and kneel at the altar and seek the Lord, you're free to do so in Jesus' name.
you, Lord. You're worthy of all the glory, worthy of all the praise. We give you glory. Man, that burden, that weight, that heaviness to go in Jesus' name right now. Woo! Jesus right now those who have lifted their hand who need wisdom in the name of Jesus I father I pray your Holy Ghost would plant that wisdom in them right now in the name of Jesus I loose a fresh anointing upon each one right now fresh anointing take it right now in Jesus name Woo! glory to God oh you feel that that wisdom is brewing right now in your spirit man oh 
Yeah, that wisdom right there, how that situation is going to be handled. Woo! Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. If you need a healing in this place, just lift your hand. If you have an infirmity in your body, lift your hand right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, I command every sickness, every infirmity, every disease to come out in Jesus' name right now. I command the spirit of infirmity, come out in Jesus' name, and I lose healing right now. I command every organ, every body part, you function properly right now. In the name of Jesus, I command the chemical levels in your body. Be healed right now. Go to normal levels in Jesus' mighty name. Woo! We're part of the body of Christ. Amen. No lack in the body. No lack in the body. No lack in the body. We are complete in Him. Amen. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Whoa. It can't stay. It can't stay. And we take authority over that infirmity, over that disease, over that sickness right now. I don't care if it is the flu season. You don't have to put up with it. I command that flu to come out right now. And those who haven't got it, and it's starting to germinate right now. I, I command that flu virus to die. I command that flu virus to die right now in Jesus' mighty name. There, there's your flu shot for the season. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. How many want to be used by God in a greater measure? Lift your hand right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray a fresh anointing upon each one right now that's lifted their hands. Lord God, I pray that they would be stirred right now, Father God, that you would use them in a greater way. Lord, wherever they go, I pray that you would use them. Fill their heart with your word, Lord God, to speak in that situation in the name of Jesus, that they will see that the Christian life is the most exciting they could ever live on this earth. And natural things do not compare to your glory, your power, your honor. Hallelujah. Every part of that thyroid, you go back to normal. Every part in Jesus' name right now. Right now. Totally healed. Completely, completely healed. Every part in Jesus' name. Glory to God. Walk for a moment here. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Sister, brother, wisdom, guidance, Lord. Wisdom, guidance. Oh, yeah. Supernatural strength. Yeah. Hallelujah. 
There's the voice of faith, and then there's the laugh of faith. Amen? Let's laugh in the devil's face. <laughs> Go ahead, laugh in his face. He's a loser. We know the end of the story, that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we walk in his authority. Not in our own, but in his. Hallelujah. <laughs> he can't prosper. We prosper. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Yes. Yes, hallelujah. Woo! <laughs> Chris, lift your both hands up right now. In the name of Jesus, right now, I commend every and any generational curse of any infirmity upon your heart, any infirmity in your body. I command it to go right now in Jesus' mighty name. Every organ functions properly in that body. Right now in Jesus' name, Lord, fill them afresh with your spirit. Hallelujah. Glory. Woo. Fresh touch. Fresh touch for the sound guy. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory to God. I told you. You are on the radar this morning. Woo! You're not coming off. You're not coming off of the radar. Oh. oh, sister. Sister in the yellow. I, there's, your life is coming together. The pieces of the puzzle are coming together. I hear the Holy Spirit telling me that. The pieces of the puzzle are coming together. In Jesus' name. Woo! Glory to God. Oh, love jumping in the river. Don't you love playing in the river? Going with the flow of the Spirit of God? Nothing like it. Woo! The river is 
Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo. Quote me right now. For now on at Revival Christian Center, it's not church as usual. It's not church as usual. Amen. There is going to be such a, oh, an outpouring. Yeah, I, we've just tasted it today. Are you excited? Well, praise God. We better relieve those nursery workers. Uh, <laughs> amen. Hallelujah. Well, come on back on uh, Wednesday. Brother Wayne McCastle is going to be teaching on the gifts of the Spirit this Wednesday and next Wednesday. It's going to be a great teaching. Come on out. And um, uh, what else? Oh, you'll see office hours we printed in the bulletin too. So take a peek at that. And... Uh, that's good. Anybody else have anything? Let's roll. Have a blessed week. A thousand roads, a thousand ways. And why am I so afraid to move? I crossed the line.